What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, sir, you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, how you doing? Mike Iaconelli. Welcome to the Ike Live Christmas special. That was the scariest rendition of Holy Night I've ever heard. Although, I like the goats. I do like the goats. Uh, man, we have a stupendous Christmas show for you tonight. Um, joining us, we have a very special guest. I gotta tell you, this guy is the best thing to come out of Canada since Pamela Anderson, without the luscious breasts, uh, way, way better uh, than... <laughs> well done, Mike. <laughs> way, way better than Celine Dion, for sure. Michael Buble? Michael Buble. No. What? Is he Canadian, too? Yeah, right? Was. Yeah. I thought he was. Anyway, we have a very special guest in the house. Dave Mercer is joining us. Uh, can't wait. Very excited. It's going to be a very dynamic show. Woo! Joining us via Skype, and we may see some special things from Dave. Um, we also have a update from the Middle River fish kill situation from a few weeks ago. 
Uh, we're going to be joined by Scott Sewell. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are correct. Okay. Uh, and we're going to get an update on what the hell is going on down there in Middle River. Uh, what else we got going on here? Uh, and we've got some other special stuff lined up. Let me start by introducing the room because we have a very dynamic cast tonight. Sitting to my right, I like to call my right-hand man, the backbone of the show. Right nut. Pete Klusik, <laughs> join us. Pete, how you doing tonight? I was I was doing okay till Brian's comment. I know. He really had to ruin it with the nut comment. <laughs> Merry, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. To I, you too. The first thing you walked in, the first thing I noticed... No mustache. No mustache. <gasps> no mustache. Yes. Boo. The, the 1970s-ish mustache is yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. What happened? Well, you know, I was, I, I was getting a lot of hate by people for walking around with a mustache. Right. <laughs> right. I was finding young children running from me. Oh, my God. And, yeah. um, wow. You know, the creepiness factor of the stash was up there pretty high. So It was. I think it was time for it to go. It, it served its purpose. I had a lot of fun with it. Wow. We're on to the next thing. Okay. I like, I like it. You're clean shaven. Now, I, I know a lot of people are going to want to know, did you do anything special with that mustache? Is it going to turn up in Jake's stocking? <laughs> did the elf on a shelf steal it? Uh, any Anything like that with your mustache? No, no. Now, I, you did receive an award for that mustache. you want to talk about that? I did. I, re- okay. I, I re- received a PD. Wow! A PD for the uh, for the mustache, which was kind of cool, for the sixth man award. I guess I'll uh, I'll feel good about that. He gave me some love and some you know yeah. What is credit a, in what the is article. a PD? Pete Pete Robbins. He he writes for the Yamamoto magazine. Okay, great writer. The blogs for Bassmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a lot of work in the outdoor industry and stuff. And every year at the year end, he gives out the PD awards for uh, outstanding achievements in the fishing industry. Outstanding. So. Wow. So now you're <laughs> so on that list. It. I'm on that list. Mustache. Wow. Mustache. Your, your, mu- you. your mustache was outstanding yes, or you were outstanding? I'm, t- I'm telling you, my efforts in the fishing industry would have gone unnoticed right. without the mustache and the mutton chops. Wow. The mutton chops. <laughs> wow. They, they got me in. And let me, let me also add that you appeared on that list one spot ahead of Sammy Lee. Uh, everybody knows Sammy Lee. Uh, joining us tonight on the couch... Very amazing guest, uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, and uh, w- want everybody to big round of applause for our couch guest tonight, Bridget Allen. Bridget? Hi, Bridget. Hey, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Real great, happy to be here. Great to see you tonight. You too. Now, now, your Christmas sweater, I noticed Pete had his on, but your Christmas sweater is sitting next to you. It's a little hot. It's hot. It's so you still just hot brought out. it it's in memorandum of the sweater. You're exactly. Just I'm just I'm making it like an extra person on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's good to see you. You too. Have you recovered from our fishing trip yet? I'm telling you, it was great. It was awesome, wasn't it? We had a good time. We what? had a great time. Uh, what did you guys do? We we filmed for one of the uh, Go and Ike episodes. Oh, great. Had a lot of fun. It, yeah. it was awesome. We're, we're going to talk about it. Let's actually just talk about it right now. Sure. Uh, we fished on a lake that I had never fished, but you had fished a long time. Correct. Amazing Pen- lake. Penn Warner Club. Penn Warner Club. Very uh. special lake. Uh, God, I was so impressed with that fishery. Uh, you know, I, I want to say this. For a lot of people that don't know Penn Warner, it's this amazingly... Beautiful scenic lake, loaded with all species of fish, and it's surrounded by mountains. 
Oh yes, a lot of mountains. <laughs> it's surrounded by not the kind some of trash mountains. Trash yeah. mountains. It's surrounded by a landfill. Maggot mountains. Mm, well. But the fishing's amazing. It is. It's crazy. It is. It's an awesome fishery. Uh, actually, they had a tournament there, over there over the weekend, and the largest bass caught was seven seven. Seven seven. Over seven, the weekend. Seven. Wow. In wow. December. And Brian's yeah. yelling at me to put that mic near your mouth closer. He's gonna keep doing it to me all night. Uh, <laughs> We we filmed um, with uh, Frankie mm-hmm. uh, Marion and uh, we had a great shoot. It was a stellar. Some really cool things happened, and you're going to get to see them. And probably I want to say the third or four, fourth fourth episode of Go and Ike series. It, it'll be uh, the series that we fished together. So oh, it was I can't awesome. I can't wait to see it. I know I, I a lot of the my customers and Bass University customers. Fish, Penn Warner, they talk about it all the time. And one of the unique things about that body of water is how deep the fish get. It, it does. Yeah, they, they suspend pretty deep. Yeah, they, they catch them on deep diving cranks, yeah. big giant crank plugs. Yep. Now, of course, you guys were fishing in the wintertime, and they might have been shallower, but were, were you on that deep? We were path? fishing We were fishing Manor Lake, so it's the shallower of the lakes. Okay. Yeah. So we're. I'm hoping to get Mike maybe back, and we can fish the bigger lake on Skyver. Yes. It's a little deeper water. No. That's yes. my favorite lake. I like that. That's going to be n- next year. We're yeah. going to go back for another go and I can do the clear lake, the deeper lake. Neat. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, let me introduce, uh, before I go to the booth back here, let me say, uh, Bridget, you, you have no one next to you, and I, I'd be remiss if, <laughs> if I didn't mention that our very own Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Wharf, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. A-Hole, <laughs> is not here tonight. That's and why I put my Christmas sweater Yeah, in. and I'm going to say shout-out to Dave. Dave, we're going to miss you tonight. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Merry wherever Christmas, you are. Dave. Merry Christmas, Dave. Uh, you know, Dave is claiming that he's at work. It's a Tuesday at 7 o'clock. He can't get out. Dave's claiming he's at work. But I, I disagree. I actually think Dave is shopping. He's a last-minute shopper. He's at the Defert Mall right now. He's at uh, the Big and Tall store, shopping for someone in his family. I was shopping. Today? I, I had to cut my shopping. Are you one of those guys, those last-minute guys? I, honestly, I, I'm getting started early. Wow! You know, I'm ahead of, I'm ahead of the? schedule. You know, the real good shopping doesn't get going until Thursday. Wow. You know? Christmas Eve. I think there's a lot of men listening to this broadcast that are probably doing the same thing as me. Wow. It's great, man. It's a lot of fun. There's no stress. No. There's all no the, stress. There's a million angry, raging people out no. there. What? No, it's no. not. It's opposite of that. All the crazy people are out there now. They're all scrambling to get their list filled. By Christmas Eve, they're gone. All the really relaxed so people. So this is a strategy you're, oh, you're imparting It's here. so much fun. There's so much love being passed around. Wow. People let you in for a parking spot. They don't wow. try to steal it from you. And I don't know where you're shopping, but all, I'm not all, shopping all at the, the same place. The best discounts of the year. Are you getting a lot of sign language from people? No. It's, it's, it's peace, love, and happiness wow. on Christmas Eve. Wow. It really is. That's amazing. Try I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> let me continue with the room introduction, and let's go back to the booth. This is where all the electronic magic happens, show in and show out. Our very own Brian the Carpenter wearing the Santa hat. How are you tonight, Brian? Good, man. Looking <clears throat> good? You stressed out? Or are you okay? No, we're still putting it all together. Okay. Putting the pieces together. <laughs> yeah, we're piecing it together yeah, bit by yeah, bit. Yeah. It's, it's good to see you tonight, Brian. Thank you. Okay, we've got you. a good show planned. And... Returning from a small hiatus of a couple shows, uh, in the Christmas spirit with the uh, reindeer ears, our very own <laughs> Becky, <laughs> a.k.a. Beck. Hi, Beck. folks. How you doing tonight, babe? I'm good. I'm You're good. looking good. Uh, stand up real quick. Let's see your shirt. 
Uh, stand up so everybody can see the shirt. Look at that. It says, ho, ho, ho. I like it. It gets hot in here. I have uh, a tank top. Who are you wearing tonight? Who's the designer? There's no designer okay. when you wear a ho, ho, ho shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was one of those, you know, like uh, designer labels, like a Kanye West shirt. It's like uh, $300 for a tank top. I didn't know if that was that. Uh, let me also real quick mention that we may be joined by a very special guest tonight, surprise guest. Uh, and I don't want to say his name, but he's an elite angler and fan Big fan of Christmas. <laughs> Look at Pete's face. Yes. I was looking for a better clue. I, that's all I'm giving you. That's all you're getting, Pete. Yeah, we may be joined by a very special elite guest tonight. Okay. Uh, but we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna save that for exciting. later. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's start the show as we always do and spend, send a huge thank you to our military active and veterans. Uh, thank you, men and women. Thank you guys for what you do. Crazy freaking world out there, especially on the holidays. It's nuts. Uh, shout out to the military, to the police, to the EMT, the firemen. Thank you, men and women, for what you do. Appreciate it. Um, uh, I've got a note here. What's skirmish baits? Is that the? That's the. Thanks for reading the notes before the show's live. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. Huh? What do you mean? You didn't read any of this. No. <laughs> You're such an a-hole. <laughs> this? <laughs> yeah, that. No, I didn't read any of this. Am well done, to... sir. Well done. Your okay. script. Uh, Your script. So, uh, for those of you that are Ike Live fans. Mike. Uh, yes. The skirmish baits is when we had okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark uh, and Rudy in that's studio. That's right. I'm caught up now. Right, uh, well done. For those of you that are fans of the show Ike Live, you remember the amazing show about four shows ago, uh, two Green Berets, uh, great guys, great, great, amazing dudes, Rudy and Jack, were in the show. And they've got this association with this cool bait company, and they've got these special ops baits they designed. Uh, it's charity. It's called Special Ops uh, Survivors. Their goal is to raise money for the families of fallen victims, special ops guys. Uh, so give them a look, if you could, Skirmish Baits. And we're also going to be giving one of these away tonight, Pete, to a trivia question winner. They're going to get one of these very special baits. So, That's awesome. So uh, that particular bait right there yes. is <clears throat> actually... It's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's and, and it's, it's, it's got its own little case. Um, 50% of the proceeds Ooh, from that bait go to... The uh, Special Ops Survivors Foundation. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah. So check cool. it out at Skirmish. Can uh, can I enter the contest? Absolutely. Okay. You can enter. But wait a minute. You you made the trivia questions. You can't enter the contest. <laughs> Why? Because you know the answer. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be the perfect <laughs> contestant. Okay. <laughs> you had a good chance of getting it right. Okay. Oh. Brian the Carpenter wants to be. Oh, my God! <laughs> Sorry, Bridget. I almost... Fuck! <laughs> I did. I hit the deer head, though. I was doing a special ops move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, let me remind you, tonight's show is brought to you by an amazing sponsor of the show. Got some sitting right over here. I, I was using it earlier. Liquid Mayhem. Uh, mayhem. Mayhem. May- depending mayhem. on how you say it. Uh, I want to thank these guys. Uh, this Christmas special... Is courtesy of Liquid Mayhem. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. And, and you and know, we just had gave out a bunch of Liquid Mayhem 
to uh, subscribers for Bash, Bash University. Bash University, stocking stuffer program. Yeah, our stocking stuffer uh, promotion. It's a great promotion. We run it every year this time of year, and uh, we got all those out, so they'll arrive by Christmas. And uh, if you want to participate in that, that we're going to continue to give out the stocking stuffers till you know January first. But wow, every one of them. Contains some liquid mayhem. Every stocking stuffer gift pack That's has right. a tube of that in there. That's right. That's good wow. stuff. Yeah. That's good it's stuff. It's great stuff. So every, a lot of people, a really good fisherman, will get a chance to try it out maybe for the first time. Wow. That's awesome. And they can still do that, right? And where where can they go to find this stuff? Check this out at thebashuniversity.com. Register for a class. Subscribe to Bash University TV. And we will send you a stocking stuffer gift pack, tackle pack. Uh, that runs through January 2nd. Check it out. Wow, that's awesome. I also want to say thank you to the guys at Liquid Mayhem for giving us a gift pack. We got it sitting over here on the floor. Uh, it contains... Uh, grab that, Pete. Uh, can, can you grab that, Pete, real yeah. quick so we can see it? It's got a lot of great stuff in there. I see some snacks. I see some chocolate. And the main thing I see... Pete's favorite. It's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Pete's favorite. A lot of alcohol. Look at this. I see some crown. Yeah. Look at that. Some Canadian whiskey, of course. <laughs> Look at that. He's doing his Vanna wow. White. Vanna. Vanna White. You could be a hand model. So, note, note to current and future sponsors. That's uh, that's how you do it. Oh, S- send oh. gifts. Okay. Pete just left the room. Who knows where he's gone? Um, looking at my IM here, I've got a lot of questions coming in. And want to remind you that the beer tonight is once again... Yards, Yards Brewing Company. Uh, two beers on tap tonight. You see us all drinking these beautiful beers. We have the Brawler on tap, and we have an IPA on tap. So thank you, guys at Yards. Thank you very much. Great beer. We're enjoying it as usual. Uh, Pete, did you just go out and grab something? What do you got? Yeah, I mean, you just gave so much love to Yards. Yeah. <laughs> I bought. Uh, I stopped and got everybody just a little Christmas present. Wow. Yesterday. What? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I got a little IPA. Whoa! Saltfish we got for Wh- everybody. Like wow! Little four pack. Cool. Thank and, you. Uh, for the ladies. Oh! Whoa! Adele wine. Jackson. That's bottle, uh, wine. Bottle of Cabernet. Beck. That's- Merry Christmas. Thank you. That's good wine. Wow! You know Beck could drink that whole thing in like like two swigs. <laughs> the whole I thing decided not to wear my shirt that um, said I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, but if the white runs out, I'll drink the red. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good shirt. Pat, thank you for that, Pete. You're welcome. You know that that's the kind of gift that will get used. You know what that's I mean? Right. Like you have gifts. I've we've all received gifts over the years where you get something and you're and you know the thought is amazing. You're like, thank you, this is a great gift. But then it gets put away in the closet yeah. or in a shoebox, and like 20 years later, you're like, what the hell is this thing? But alcohol, the gift that in, keeps on giving. In this room, in that's this room, get used. It's a great gift. <laughs> it's a great gift. Uh, and and special shout out too to my. Dear neighbor, uh, Neil Brooks, uh, stopped by earlier and left a couple amazing uh, gifts for us. Uh, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Neil. We'll be enjoying some of that later tonight. Indeed. Is it legal? It's definitely legal. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. Whatever you don't get caught with, legal. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, I want to get everybody caught up a little bit with what's going on. I uh, want to remind everybody, uh, and I know, Pete, we talked about this today, but... I just returned home from a five-day, five-day scouting trip on Grand Lake for the Bassmaster Classic. Pretty, pretty awesome experience. I got to tell you though, you know, a normal fishing day, whether it's good fishing or bad fishing, doesn't feel like work to me. You know, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's, I, I love it. I'm like every cast, 
You think you're going to get bit. You know, you're just trying to find the piece of the puzzle. But for five straight days, Pete, I never made a cast. That's amazing. I idled and looked at a Lawrence screen that big for five days. It's it, so hard to do. It's so hard to do. It's a tremendous it, amount of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And and uh, shout out to Uncle Don for riding with me. He my, rode with you the whole time? My uncle rode with me. He decided last minute to go down Ooh, with me. That's awesome. Sat in the passenger seat and idled with me for five days on Grand Lake. And didn't oh, throw a fishing goodness. rod. Didn't throw a fishing rod. It was the most unbelievable thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I can tell you that when you idle for eight to ten hours a day and you look at that that sonar... And you know, I split screen that thing. This, you know, every everybody has their preference, but the way that I do it is I have that Lawrence 12, and I I have it right there in my face as I'm driving. I'm looking at it, and I split screen it between 2D and structure scan side okay. imaging, and I'm just always constantly keep my eye on that. And what I do is when I get into an area that I want to investigate, especially a flat area, boring looking area, I use a grid pattern, right? So I set my structure scan out 40, 40 foot, 50 feet. And so I know that when I make my grid, I, I go down a line, and then I know that that structure scan shot over 40 or 50 foot. So I make my next pass two boat lengths over. And then I make th- that pass, and I make my next pass, and I keep that going. So when I grid, I'm essentially getting an entire view of that area, like to a T. I'm seeing everything there is to see. What was that? Head fit. Head fit, okay. <laughs> I'm seeing everything in that area. And uh, it's amazing. When you do it for 10 hours, you can really find some amazing shit. And, you know, and I'm not just talking about, like, um, the stuff that, like, blows you away. And I found a few of those. I found a couple house foundations. I found a couple culverts, which are really cool because, you know, you could see the actual, like, concrete... A block, sort of, and you know, you could almost kind of see the hole in the middle where the old creek ran through. Wow. Um, I found some old parts of docks and dock walkways, pretty cool. Of course, trees and brush piles, but the subtle stuff, you know, the the structure scan is so good nowadays. You can make out the shape and contour of physical rocks. That's crazy. It, it's it's mind blowing. It it, cha- it changes everything. Technology. Yeah, and, and w- the thing that you mentioned, and and a lot of people don't. Uh, well, it, it it's interesting when you told it to me. You said you look at the boring areas. I love right? the boring areas, right? Because because the 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 interesting areas are, are attracted to everybody. So I guess you're you're looking for like places that other people aren't looking. Yeah. So you know, in today's age of technology, right? You know, you have a Navionics chip, a Lake Master chip, the the Lowrance chip. You have Fishity. You have all these sources, and you look at that map, and the really good looking areas from a standpoint of the contours where a creek runs or whatever, they jump out at you. Like you, we can lay it out right now, and your eyes are drawn to, to those great areas. Those contour breaks those changes and there are fish there right they're they're great spots but everybody that looks at that same map mm-hmm. sees that same area so what i do especially in extended practice period is i go out of my way to look at that same map and say what's the most fucked boring looking area on that map what's the one area i would never ever want to fish and waste any time on and they're the areas that i idle 
And that's where you find the juice, the juice that doesn't get fished. It's so key nowadays. It's so key when you have that time to to do those sure, things. Sure. Yeah, very important. Very yeah, important. That that's very interesting and it's funny you say that cuz uh on uh Jay Kumar's Bass Blaster uh, he he spent a day with Jason Christie. Wow, doing the exact same thing. How about that? You know, yeah, just, just spending the time and and Jay sort of commented he wanted to kill himself after. Oh yeah, sitting, sitting passenger. I'm sure <laughs> watching a guy look at sonar for eight hours. So you're looking for uncommon fish fishing areas. Yeah. So I I on. yeah. So I target on uh, I try to target the areas that look boring because I'm going to tell you this and this is this is a true guesstimation here. 90% of the time, an area that looks boring is not totally boring. There's always something there that's a focal point, right? So if you've got a two-mile flat, that's the whole thing's 10 foot on the map. It just shows 10 foot. And when you're looking at the bank, the bank's all gravel. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are doing one pass by that. They see the gravel. They see that it stays 10 foot for quarter mile, and they go on. And I'm spending the time, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to grid that area, because somewhere on that two-mile stretch of flat, there's going to be a boulder, or there's going to be one little divot, or there's going to be a tree. There's going to be something that's going to attract those fish. Change. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be an element of change. And again, in, in a tournament like the Classic, in a tournament on a lake like Grand, which gets fish so heavy, it's so important to find seek those areas and find those areas that don't get a lot of pressure. Right. And yeah. those little subtle areas in the middle of nothing are going to really draw fish. They really draw fish because that's the only thing there. Right. You know? Uh, the great thing about flat, boring areas, flats attract fish. Flats are the, uh, you know, that that's the life cycle of a fish. They have to go to a flat to spawn. They have to go to a flat to feed. So a flat is a boring thing, but it's a place the fish use. So when you find that little piece of change on that flat... It's freaking magic. So awesome. That's good info. Very exciting. By the way, uh, five days, eight to ten hour days, 895 waypoints. Thank you very much. Uh, did you did you take one cast? I actually fi- – I, I, I lied when I said it makes a single cast. I actually fished two days, about ten minutes mm. each of the two days that I fished. Okay. And I caught two fish. And fishing for 20 minutes, two 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 times each. I caught oh, two wow. bass. Yeah, so I uh, did Matt, catch a few. Matt Heron caught an eight pounder. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's the uh, he's the odds on favorite according to Bass Talk Live right now. Is that right? Because yeah. he caught an eight pounder. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Pressure's nice. on, Mike. Yeah. Wow. Pressure is yeah. on. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Thought All I'd right. share that with you. Thank uh, you. We we have someone who wants to know if the um, dog was waiting for you. It's <laughs> a great question. The uh, question was was the dog waiting for me? You know, it's funny because I idled past that spot, of course, because it's a good spot, and uh, I looked at that dock. And and wanted wait it kind of waited to see if that dog came out and the dog never came down. Uh, um, but I'll be fishing that spot again. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's a good that's a special spot. So and I don't want to give too much away about that area, but it's a special spot. I think you just did. Uh, I did send a Christmas card to that dog the year after that happened. I, I heard and I that. did in the last couple of years. Becky doesn't even send Christmas cards to our family, so you know, we have <laughs> I, I would love to. to. <laughs> I would love to. I run out of time. I'm gonna start New Year's. When cards. are you gonna start writing Christmas cards? This has never happened in our family. Ever. We used to do it. When? Until like three, four years ago. Then life got too crazy. But we used to put send out Christmas cards. Bry, you have a lie detector back there? <laughs> no, I don't. 
I totally used to send out Christmas cards. Right, I used to make you card? and Riley and Drew sit down and we would all sign them together. Oh, all right. All right, you're right. I do remember that. <laughs> I, remember. I take that. But then you, then you made me have to manage you and be momager to all these other people. Momager. momager. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little busy. Yeah, so right. I'm going to, I think um, New Year's cards is the new trend. Okay. That is a new trend. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Let me remind everybody, uh, we want to hear from you tonight. Lots of ways to contribute to the show. If you've got comments or questions about what we're talking about, we want to hear from you. You can hit us up on the IM. We brought the instant messaging back by popular demand. It's back. Becky's handling that tonight. It's right there next to your screen. You could also hit us up on our social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's at Ike Live Show. Uh, you know, the other thing I want to mention is that uh, we've been busy as usual with a lot of the stuff. We're working on continuing to get out the Going Ike project. Got a lot of the editing process now. The shows are filmed. The long process. The long process. So Frankie and Hunter and the guys from Cast Crew are, are busy at work right now editing that stuff that you're going to see starting in January. So that's very exciting. We actually have a new teaser that we're going to play a little later. I don't think we're ready for that yet. Brian, you tell me when, when we are. I think we might do it during a break. But also want to remind you, take a look at this, Brian. Can we get? It? Is this the closest we can get? Or do we have a crotch cam of this? Or that's pretty good right there. Uh, just releasing in the last week. This is the brand new uh, 2016 Ike calendar, and amazing 12 months of images from the <laughs> best photographer in the world. Him and uh, and Jo are both the best. Uh, Sego Sieto is the photographer behind this beautiful piece. It's now available on the website. Order it now. You won't receive it for Christmas, but it'd be a good New Year's present if you want to get it now. Beck, how much is this on the website? Like 10 bucks, 12 bucks? What is it, 15? 12? 15? 15? 12? I think it's 15. T- 12 bucks, whatever it is. 15 bucks. <laughs> I can't remember. It just went on sale. <laughs> it just went on sale. <laughs> whatever it is. Go go on there and check it out. If you order. want to stare at Mike Iconelli every month, get on there. Absolutely. I'm hot. Is you there a lot of chest hair in that? A lot of chest hair. Gold a lot of chain. A lot of muff chain. on that. Ta- Italian horn. Everything. The whole thing. Everything's in there. A lot of se- a lot of sex. A lot of sex in that calendar. It sells. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I want to switch a little bit. Uh, and hey, uh, yes. Why don't we roll this uh, teaser and then roll, and then we'll go go to Bridget. Okay, let's do that. Before we're, we're I want to talk to Bridget. Cause I want to see what she's been up to. But before we do that. You, we mentioned, you know, hard at work in the editing process of these Going Ike pieces. And, and Pete, I want you to watch this because you're a star of this as well. Uh, I want to roll. This is the trailer uh, by Hunter Shyrock, and this is kind of a Shryock. Uh, culmination of I don't I you know how I say it I say how I say it. this is a culmination of a lot of what you'll see starting in January with the new Going Ike series. So Brian, go ahead and roll this. This is good Jackson.
Remember that shot, Pete? Keep watching. Is it? Very illegal. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Amazing. Amazing, man. Does some amazing work. Uh, it, 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 a lot of emotion there. I, I, I watch it and brings back emotion from that trip. You know, I got the fish with the whole Ike Live crew, yep. uh, yourself and Brian and, and, and Fatty and A.K. Wharf. Uh, it was, was awesome, and you're going to see all that. He's a great producer. you gotta, you got to admit, some amazing stuff yeah. there. I'm surprised the carp didn't make the highlight reel. Well, there, the, the, the carp is going to be in the show, and it, I, it actually was there. It, I see. I, yeah. Yeah, Mike scoop it from. Yeah, it was a, the uh, scooping okay. shot was yeah. was that, but it wasn't uh, full fledged carp. Uh, l- let me remind you too, if you know you want to see this teaser and you want to see the upcoming series, a lot of ways you're going to be able to get it, including the website. But go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. Because that's the easiest way. So go to Going Ike, subscribe to that channel, and you're going to see all this new stuff that's coming out. Uh, Bridget, I want to switch it and start talking to you. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Uh, so I, I gave everybody kind of an update on what's been going on. I want to hear what's been going on with you since we had the opportunity to fish. Well, since we had the opportunity to fish together... Um I'm officially registered this year for the Bassmaster Open. Bassmaster Open, yeah. you're so, in. Yes, I'm in. Yes. So I'm super excited. That's awesome. Now, what division are you fishing? Northern. Northern division. Okay. So it's going to be, I believe, uh, Oneida, the James, and Lake Champlain. Yeah, good schedule. So I'm excited about it. I don't know about Champlain in September, but. Now, have you fished any of those three places before? Oneida. You have. I, okay. I fished up there. I lived up there for like two years. Yep. But this past year, I felt bad. I couldn't fish. Just mentally and financially, I wasn't able to do it. Yeah. But I started over. I worked really hard this year with the Be Real campaign. Yeah. Which trying to fund my uh, fishing adventures and stuff like that, and people really kicked in and helped out. That's awesome. So it got me to be able to fish the opens. Yeah. I mean, you got You have to be excited about this. I'm excited, I'm excited. for you. I mean, this is a this is a cool. It's next chapter for yeah. you. It's a cool next step. I'd like to be one of the females to finish, like, at least in the top ten, if not possibly, like I said, advance. Yeah. You know, and do really good. And yeah. Who knows? Maybe win one. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, and, and I love that, you know, the northerns, especially these locations, I mean, it's not a far drive anywhere. It's going to no. allow you to concentrate on the fishing, not worry about, you know, a, a three-day drive across the country. Exactly, from fishing like, well, yeah, you guys travel out to California yeah. and all over the place. But, yeah, yeah, everything's like New York State or Virginia. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's real close for your, your Pennsylvania, right? Philadelphia, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's super close. Yeah. Del- if it was in the Delaware River, that'd be in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Our backyard. Absolutely. <laughs> now, the, I'll tell you this, the James River. I certain it's tough. It's tough, but certain attributes of the James fish like the Delaware. I right. mean, there's things you it's can... It's tidal. It's tidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they relate to some of the same forms of cover. So you're going to be able to take your knowledge of Delaware and use it on the James for That's sure. That's good to know. Now, I know you're excited. Now, are you intimidated at all? Are there is there any apprehension about fishing the opens? Of course. I feel like there's a lot of pressure, especially being a female angler. Yeah. Trying to get out there and fishing with all the guys. Yeah. You know, but everybody's... So far, very welcoming. Yeah. And before, when I fished the opens a couple of times, like, the men are very welcoming. So I, I like that. Yeah. I like it. If I didn't feel that fear or that little fire in my belly, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. So. That's awesome. I'm excited. That's well, awesome. 
what what are your uh, your plans for preparation? Are you going to go visit like you've never been to the James? Are you going to go visit there, Champlain? Or are you going to? I that? think I'm just going to pre-fish a little earlier. Okay. Because I figure the time of year that mm-hmm. the James River. I think usually the James always started in June. I think. Yeah. I believe it was always like the first tournament. Yeah. Of the year, so I, I know this one's like end of August or something like that. So later. I'm get down a little bit. You know, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a grind just because it's midsummer. You know, right? Yeah, dog yeah. days of summer. I would summer. expect that too. Yeah. Something hot, a lot hot, of flipping. Hot. You know, or deep. You know. Yeah. Deep stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to try it out. But we'll, we should hit because uh, I'll be fishing the opens with you. Nice. This year in uh, Lake Oneida. I've no, I don't have much experience there, but going there in June, uh, it's, it's got to be, be on fire. fire. I think so. I think that time of year, I think it's... Spawning. A, yeah. Potentially I think they're spawning. You think they'll still be spawning? Definitely. Potentially. Potentially. If, I mean, you can't tell right now with this weather we're having. Nah, but it's so yeah. warm mm-hmm. now, but I think if winter kicks in late, like January, February, I think the end of June... I've Oneida. seen them spawning mm-hmm. on Oneida and Cayuga well into June, well into the middle to in end July. of June. In July. Yeah. I've caught fish when I lived mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Definitely. I think uh, two years ago, I was catching spawners like Fourth of July. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Their tails still bleeding." Wow. So yeah, I that, love it. Right now. That should yeah. be fun. If they're not spawning, they're going to be real close to it and probably shallow and aggressive. And yeah, I think Oneida is going to be like a slugfest. Hey, sorry, yeah. Pete, but Captain Jack said he'll uh, pre-fish with Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> He's dumping me that quick. <laughs> See that? You're getting dumped, Pete. <laughs> It's because your mustache is gone. <laughs> That's good. See, I'd be comfortable. Are you fishing in northern opens? Or? I'm going to fish northerns, yeah. Because I know what your again. schedule. I'm going to fish it. I'm going to fish it. A few of them fit really nice, like the Oneida one, I think, is right before, right after Cayuga. Cayuga Lake's awesome. Yeah, so that, that fits nice. And I'll, you know, what I normally do, I'm going to uh, stick to the same routine, is I'll fish the first two events. And depending on how I'm doing for the classic, makes sense. I probably, you know, will or will not fish Champlain, depending on whether I'm in or out of the classic. So, you know, I'll fish James and I'll fish Oneida for sure. And um, and who who knows on Champlain? I, I love Champlain in the fall. Yeah, so, so it's, it's going to be hard not to fish that one, even if I'm right. in the classic. You know, late September on Champlain should be can be it, magic. It, yeah, it's a primary time to fish it. Can Small be mouth, large mouth. It's all it's all playing in in September. I think that'd be nice. I think it'd be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. How, um, you know, and I don't know a lot about your your history. You have, uh, what about the rough water? Are you comfortable in that? Have you spent a lot of time driving through the big waves? I've been through some rough water. I don't. I I just try to be careful. You know, trim yeah. the motor right, not flying, doing like 70 mile an hour. But you you have to be smart about it. You know. Sure. Take your time. It is scary sometimes, but I just just go with it. Well, you know, Champlain's going to deliver. Oh that. yeah. You know, September for three days. Definitely. Look you're at not Erie. getting out of there without Wind's some going big to blow. water. How would yeah. you make out with Erie this year? On because I heard that was a rough. Oh, uh, the last day we had we had big wind out of the east and the waves were really really big. Yeah, because I saw some guys were sinking their boots. And yeah, village they, pumps just don't keep up. Oh, it, it was crazy. I lost uh, on the last day. My boat and my equipment stayed great, but after three full days of pounding. 80 miles a day out on Lake Erie. Finally, uh, you know, I lost my starter. Wow. I had to fish with my motor idling. Wow. My trolling motor mm. bracket busted. Um, you know, and there's still there's still a few glitches that I'm running around the boat trying to fix. But that's, you know, that the big water just, you know, takes its toll on your body. You know, it makes it mentally challenging, tougher to make decisions. You've got to, 
you've got to fish a lot differently. You yeah, know? I'm sure. Yeah. Now, now your boat's going to be prepared though, because you have an advantage. I work at o- a marina. Yeah, so over normal get that all done. open anglers, you have a big advantage. Exactly. That yeah. is a big advantage. Yeah. yeah, I work at a marina, so I'm hoping to get it all heavy dutyed up. You know, extra bilge pumps, whatever you have to do for that big water. Yeah. yeah. Stronger batteries, uh, trolling motor brackets. Now, do you want to give a shout out to to where you work? Uh, DNS Boat Sales and Marina okay. up in Tullytown, PA, in Tullytown Cove. In Absolutely. Delaware River. Yeah. So, oh, great. Yeah, they're great over there. Yeah. Ever need any servers, come on by. Yeah. Now, I, I will. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> we'll out, there, I'm out there quite a bit. I know, yeah, we'll hook you up. Not a problem. Yeah, okay. Anytime. Now, now, I'll tell you, on, uh, you know, we get these questions all the time. You know, when you fish an unfamiliar body of water, what do you do? So, what, I mean, you know, Pete talked about it a little bit, but from a standpoint of like what you're going to throw, are you going to stick to your confidence stuff, or are you going to keep an open mind, or you know, you know what I mean? I try to be open-minded. I try not to listen to the doc talk or the yeah. chatter of anybody else, but I, I try to go with what I'm confident with. Like I try to duplicate where I fish, say Penn Warner or whatever lake I'm comfortable on, yeah. and I'll try to duplicate that somewhere else. Yeah. And just try to look for that same situation and try to fish it exactly the same. Yeah. It's well, good strategy. Well, uh, this is this is a kind of a hot topic. Uh, information, you know, um, people. A lot of people like to gather it. Uh, just read uh, Rick Klon is is now trying to become an information gatherer because he feels in order to be competitive with what's going on out there, that's what he thinks he needs to do. Do you do that? Do you spend a lot of time talking to people, trying to get an inside source, or I try, do you I try, try to, not to? I try to network, but I feel like sometimes if you get too much knowledge, that it could really affect your game plan. Sure. And it can dist- it could distract you and take away from how you want to fish. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to, if you if you're used to fishing a certain kind of way, like I like. Boat dock, seawalls, grass. You know, I, I like structure. I'm like a shallow water fisherman, so I try to duplicate that and look for stuff like that, like anywhere I go. So people are telling you out there, drop shot or this, that. You know, they might come in with like 20 pounds, but yeah. if you're beating the banks, you know, I don't know. I, I have to go by what I'm comfortable with. Well, it's it's hard. And it is. Using information... It can be helpful. It can be helpful. It can it can lead it can you down you. the wrong path. Yeah, you got to find the right way to use that information. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. a talent. It's a skill. Yeah. That, that's one of the things that I was reading about Rick saying. It, it's not just as easy as getting the information. Mm. But using you, the right... You've got to know when to use it, how when not to use it. Uh, some guys are exceptional at it, and they've been doing it for years and years. And, you know, Rick is just, you know, obviously he's made a stellar career out of purposefully not getting information which can be a help sometimes what about anglers getting guides or you know like before they fish like a big tournament because i i definitely hear that happens a lot like they'll hire a guide or you know and go out with the guide like pre-fishing and stuff like that well the you know the i guess the point is you you want to do anything that you can do to win that's going to help you get into the winner circle you know and if if that if that is helpful then, then utilize it. I've had people hire me, right, for you know, to Upper for, Bay for or... Upper Bay and various tournaments, and and I've done, you know, I, I at times I've been able to help them more so than others, uh, but it's just the same. It's the same piece of information. One of the things you got to do in, in all information gathering is you've got to um, kind of credit your source. You know what mm. what what information, you know. Are you getting, and who, who who is it coming from, you know? Because one of the problems, is, and especially like on the Internet stuff, uh, so many people talk. on the Internet are talkers, and they're boastful, right? So, you know, they they may have 
they may tell you they've won 50 tournaments and they're a super champion and you know the background checks yeah (laughs) so you you know you got you gotta you gotta kind of credit the source that you're talking to and really you know don't take it for fact don't take anything you know because anybody that tells you x marks the spot this is the winning area it, you know, it, it's, it's it's a bunch yeah. of nonsense. I like finding out for my own. Like, I want to be known for my fishing skills and capabilities. You know, and I'm granted, like, other people helping you out, great. But like I said, gaining all that knowledge, like you said, you have to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important for any angler to spend some time with absolutely no help. It's time on the water. It's important because it, it helps you develop confidence in your ability to make decisions. And it helps you know when to use information that is is helpful or not and when to throw it away and um you know so but an angler that never spends time by himself is always seeking that crack is you know that information source uh never becomes self-reliant and you know so i I think it's important to to do a little of both but definitely have some time where you're just out learning all by yourself i totally agree yeah nothing like i said nothing keeps you gaining knowledge except time on the water that you're experiencing yourself yeah yeah now i i want to break into this a little bit i know how many shows ago was it that we did the female angler specials like 10 shows ago it was a long time ago but i know there's ladies out here watching that are watching the show and they're like holy shit bridget's gonna fish the opens uh, and and so there's aspiring female anglers out there. I mean this this is this it's, is an amazing thing big. you're doing. Yeah, this is an amazing. I feel thing. like it's big because I, I feel like females like maybe some of them are afraid to fish against the men. Maybe yeah. some are afraid to compete. Whether it's the boater co angler level. I started out as a co angler. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. You know you learn from who you're fishing with. You know depending on what kind of boater you have, but majority of mine have been pretty decent when I fished the WBT. And then moved on, you know, to become a boater myself. But I'm I'm excited about it, and I can only hope to do the girls proud. Yeah. Is there any piece of advice you want to give any of them if they're out there watching to give them confidence to get to the next level? I say go for it. Majority of women, I I do believe sometimes maybe they could be better fishermen than men. They yeah. they learn to take their time. They have more patience. You know, just with subtle little things. You know. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, I I. I would like to say that all the women, I hope, you know, I hope I serve them proud, yeah. fishing-wise. You're going to do great. I you're hope gonna, so. You're going to do really good. I can tell you from when we fished together, like, you know when you fish with somebody and no matter how the day goes, you can tell from their, um, like, kind of stamina throughout the day? Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, when, you know, I've fished with a lot of people and they're great, proficient anglers. But, like, you know, halfway through the day, things aren't working right, and they're just out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. And you, you can see that. Mm-hmm. I could tell you that when we fished together, that was not there. I saw a fire in your eyes what? that – I'm serious. <laughs> I saw that. Yes. Okay, you I'm have to have that. Like, if you're competitive in fishing or bowling or whatever, <laughs> you've got to have that. And yeah. I saw that in you. So I think you're going you're gonna to do great. No, I appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. We had a good time fishing together. Maybe because I ate a sandwich, I, you know, I'm nice and calm. <laughs> <laughs> the sandwich, <laughs> calm you down. Uh, Brian Carpenter, how are we doing back there? Uh, according to my calculations, I think uh, might take a small break here in a couple minutes. Small break. Okay. Uh, wanna, 
everybody watching Ike Live to please hang in there with us. We're going to take a very, very, very short break. And when we come back, we're going to have Dave Mercer, the Canadian phenom, and we're going to learn all about... A boot. Dave. All about. A boot. Hang in there. Ike Live Christmas special. Dave Mercer. When we come back, hang in there. Ike Live. Okay. Here we go. So this is an interesting day. We've got a couple little what I call South Jersey shit kickers. Little tin boats. Uh, we're going to attempt. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that was coming from. <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> what the frig? Oh, my God. Okay. Little left, where have you been? Naughty, naughty. Hey, that's right. How oh, the naughty you? Keeping me from my rounds? I'm late as it is. Now stay put. Don't go anywhere till I get back. Understand me? Nice.
Welcome back to Ike Live. Have you been a good boy? What do you want for Christmas? Ha ha! Mike. Yes. Stop yelling okay. into the microphone. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging in there with us. Uh, love the Run DMC. Uh, Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Uh, took a small break, and uh, before we get our guest on tonight for this amazing Christmas again? schedule uh, special, we're okay. going to start with a trivia question. And I said earlier in the show, we've got <laughs> an assortment of amazing prizes tonight. But this first one we're going to do tonight, Pete is for a double gift of the special uh, special ops survivor skirmish bait it's a it's a beautiful square bill and a tube of liquid mayhem together as one prize and Excellent. and what we're going to do is I'm going to let you pose the trivia question and throughout the next 20 minutes when we're talking to Dave we're going to let this play out and we're going to come up with a winner and we'll announce it after we get off with Dave. So, what do you have for us for a trivia question tonight, well, Pete? Well, with my the extensive amount of time I had to prepare <laughs> this question, I'm. Uh, <laughs> Is it a Bass University question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the notice about an hour ago. Mm. But mm. Um, anyway, the uh, here's my question. It just this is a question that uh, I, I found interesting because of the way that, it, that that things are happening in fishing right now. But 2002. Uh, the Angler of the Year, which is easily Googled, and people are going to find that. And uh, so I'm going to tell you who that is. That's Davey Height. And Davey, Davey Height was the Angler of the Year in 2002? 2002. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. Now, he, uh, he, now we just uh, Davey's going to be speaking for us again at Bass University this yep. year. Orange, Texas. Yeah, he's going to be down in Texas with us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we love him. I mean, he's one of the greatest anglers to, fit, to ever fish. Yes. And um, But... First time I got introduced to Davey was on a Southern Impoundment at a tournament that he won. And he won on a ledge pattern using a lure that has now started to become a a mainstay in fishing, that offshore type of of, uh, habitat. And uh, this this, this technique, this bait that he used to win that tournament, if you can guess what bait that was... That's the answer to the trivia question. Okay. Okay. And this was back in 1997. Interesting. 1997, a Davy Height win on a Southern Impoundment with a with a bait, and we want to know the name of the bait that he used to win that event in 1997. Now, I used a couple of baits, but this is the bait that has since the key come bait. back, the key bait that has come back around and started to make a difference in this type okay, of I fishing. I think I know the answer already, but I'm I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to ruin it for you at all. All right. Okay. Uh, let me uh, I don't even want to wait anymore. I'm kind of uh, G- give me a, give me a second to queue it up. Uh, okay. Get Dave on the line. Um, in the meantime, I, I don't know if you guys caught this. I just saw this uh, the other day. Uncle Josh Uncle Josh, after pork- 93 years, yes. is no longer going to be making pork rinds. Wow. wow. Yeah. You're kidding that, me. That touched my soul a little bit. It touched yeah. my soul. It's touching my soul right now. I figured it would. Yeah. That, oh that, that, that's our core, man. You're we, kidding me. No, Uncle Josh is done making pork rinds. My, wow. ma- I'm, my mouth is agape. 
<laughs> it is a game. Shocking. Yeah. So the logic I hear for it, and I thought, I thought naturally, you know, with the advancement of plastics, nobody's using pork anymore. Yeah. From what they're saying, they can't get the fat-rich pork belly that they need. They can't. The, the, the supply is not there. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, instead of using, uh, you know, two-year-old pigs don't hit the market anymore. They're they're injecting wow. up so much shit they hit the market in six months. So that's interesting. <laughs> wow. I, well. I I gotta tell you this is this is crushing to me because even after all these years, I am still a pork fan. Yeah. I, I still use it. I still have a time and place for it. Yeah. The real pork? Abs- yeah, pork. pork. Real pork chunks. Um real cold water. Mm-hmm. In the Delaware River is one of my favorite places when that water gets into the low forties. True right. that. I still love pork. I'm crushed right now to hear this. Cr- we better start Stock placing up. our orders. Ninety-three gotta, years. Ninety-three years. Ninety-three years. Wow, that's incredible. That yeah, is incredible. I, I got to tell you, if you if you're listening out there and you've got Uncle Josh pork. You better stockpile that shit. Yeah, no kidding. It's gonna be worth something. I mean, it's 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 a it's a unique thing. That one of the things that I that I've seen people use it because nobody's using it anymore. So it's kind of like you're using a bait that the fish aren't seeing. Right. Right now, and as of course now that it's gone for good, that's going to be more and more the case. Wow. That is amazing. An interesting fact. I know Becky knows this, but I don't know if everybody else did. Ish Monroe loves to eat Uncle Josh pork. <laughs> I don't know if you do that. Uh, is that true? Absolutely not true. He's allergic to pork. Oh, he's allergic to pork. <laughs> so don't you be giving him cookies with pork in it, people. <laughs> okay. All right, hold on. We began singing it together. This is our A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, B, D, Q, R, S, T, U, F, W, X, and... These are Canadian ABCs. Harry <laughs> Balls, what do you think of these? <laughs> All right, now everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's All, amazing. All that for Mercer. All right, so joining us. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I thought we were supposed to... Okay, kids, today we have a special what? assembly. <laughs> wait a minute. We're going to learn about the diversity. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Joining us live, uh, I think I think our very own Brian the Carpenter must have hit the wrong feed button. Joining us live from Canada, it's not Dave Mercer, but it's the Canadian Santa. The Canadian Santa, everybody. <laughs> wow. Santa, Merry Christmas. Santa, how are you tonight? I'm Santa. I'm spectacular. Oh I'm my. not going to rain this time of year. Oh, my gosh, man, you're... I gotta tell you, you're looking good. Your 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 beard is looking white as ever. Uh, oh my God! And you're and you're looking slim. Yeah, I, man, you look better than Pete Klosik. <laughs> Harsh. Now that'll put you on the naughty list. Oh God! I better not say that. Now now I I know we've got a lot of people already. I'm I'm looking. Our IM is blowing up. A lot of people. What is the difference between the regular Santa and the Canadian Santa? Well, the regular Santa has to stay sober this time of year. Canadian ah! <laughs> Santa, those rules do not apply. Wow, gotcha. Okay, so um, what do you? Uh, can I ask what you're drinking, Canadian Santa? Uh, right now, I have it in, of course, my player chalice <laughs> or playa chalice, as the as the elves like to call it. Uh, and uh, I'm going with an old school mixture of a uh, very rare uh, Jamaican blend. 
called Bacardé oh. and, uh, and Diet Coke because I have a weight problem. Oh. <laughs> Man, okay. Bacardé. Now, here's so, you know, we're having what some people call the warmest Christmas on record in a lot of parts of the country. A lot of people are blaming this phenomenon on global warming. Can I get your thoughts, Canadian Santa, on this terribly warm weather during the holidays? Well, Canadian Santa loves it because you know what? Although we live in Canada, we still hate the cold. <laughs> so we're a big fan of this. Lake Erie, you can still fish out there. It's spectacular. Wow, okay. Who gives a damn about the polar bears if I can catch smallmouth? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. We're getting some hate mail from Peter right now. Uh, let me – I noticed one thing that's striking is that I see a Bass Pro Shops logo on your hat. Since when Since, since when are the, the, the Santa figures sponsored? Is this a new thing? Well, Johnny's been buying a lot of stuff lately. <laughs> Wow. Lot Santa. Wow. How about that? That's amazing. Now, we heard he was buying Nordstrom's. Is that correct? Um, if he wants it, I'm sure he will. <laughs> now, I, I know you know this because I don't know how this works, but somehow you get to see everyone being good or bad. And so uh, I, 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 I know you know this, but we've crank called – Bass Pro Shops many times on this show. Is that going to affect the um, the allotment of gifts we get this year? Or? Well, Mike, it's a good thing you brought that up. Because this little <laughs> interview, let's call it, it's actually an intervention, Mike. <laughs> to be honest. You are so far down the naughty list. And here's the funny part. Your silly little prank calls to Bass Pro, I mean, they don't even make the top of the list. I mean... We're not even going to look at those for five years from now with the infractions that you're dealing with, mister. Oh, my gosh. I, you Pulled know, for you, Michael. you got a couple uh, days to clean up your act. I know. You know, it's all it's actually you, you mentioned the word intervention, and I feel like it's it's all hitting me right now. And I, I want to take this time to say I'm sorry and apologize to Bass Pro Shops and everyone I've crank called in my life. And I just want to let you know that somewhere... Deep down in my heart. Oh, no. I still love you. <laughs> I don't know if people like got Chewbacca. that reference. Oh. Chewy. Santa left. <laughs> Are you okay, Mike? I'm okay. <laughs> I don't think that helped you. I'm okay. Sorry. I That was... I don't know. I don't know what that was. Well... Canadian Santa has one thing to tell you. Now that I'm owned by Bass Pro Shops, you can crank call our company anytime you want yes. while all the viewers are watching. Wow. Thank you, Santa. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, Santa, I want to tell you, it was great seeing you. Uh, but we would love to. We're, we're gonna we're gonna switch now, and actually, we want to talk to Dave Mercer for a little bit because he was the true guest that was supposed to come on tonight. Well, uh, I mean, I gotta be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm this is the first time I've had hair in years. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's wait! how quick this costume switches from wow. Santa. 
to a Twisted homeless sister. transvestite. <laughs> it's just one easy move. Oh my god! I, look, I was gonna go with Ben Franklin. I was gonna go with Ben Franklin too. <laughs> Don't fly a kite right now. You might get struck. <laughs> I say Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister might be right too. Wow. I, I don't think I'm wearing this at the class. Well, look at you. I mean, I can become a little old lady now. That, 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 hey, children, get away from here. I'm not well, buying any of your applesauce. <laughs> wow. Dave, good to see you. That, man, I tell you, that I, we've had some amazing skits uh, in the history of Ike Live and its short history, but that, that's that got to be right up there. Brian DeCarpenter, would you agree? That's uh, up there, one of the best. It's one of the best. One of the best. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. That's amazing. Now, I don't know. I think you're going to have some heartbroken children out there watching the show tonight. <laughs> well, real real Santa is busy. That's why you brought in Canadian Santa. I mean, real Santa is busy, and, and, of course, he couldn't do the things that I just did here and take his beard off. So, children, rest at ease. Unless you're Ike, you're probably going to get a visit from him. <laughs> now, now, speaking of being busy, uh, uh, l- let's let's talk about what you've been doing, because I think a lot of people assume that when the bass season's over, that like the pros, that you get this giant break, that you get to go home, turn it all off, and you sit home and drink beer and do shit. But you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to the last couple months. Well, I, I've been, uh, uh, I'll be honest, I've been really busy uh, sitting at home uh, drinking beer and, and doing shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, uh, I can, as, uh, as you know, and, and uh, hopefully a dozen or so people know, uh, my real job is I host a show called Facts of Fishing, and uh, as soon as the bass season ends, I mean, it's hyperdrive right into getting shows shot and getting shows edited, and uh, and they go to air starting the 29th on the Outdoor Channel, so make sure you're tuning in. Wow, it's awesome, awesome. and I actually saw a little teaser, just like today, and... Uh, <laughs> Let it flow. Let there it flow. Oh, there, there goes the swap. I like it. Uh, saw a teaser today, man. I I gotta tell you, and and I'm not I'm not blowing smoke here, Dave. I gotta tell you, y- your show from the very beginning when I first started seeing it, you do some very amazing creative things. Like you're doing stuff in your show that I don't see in traditional fishing shows. Where does that come from? Does that come from you? Is that your production company? Is that is that you drinking beer saying, let me try this? Let me let me see if this works? Where does all that come from? Uh, it's a little bit of all of that, really, to be honest. Um, I, I'm really lucky I work with the best guys, in my opinion, you know, an incredible creative team of guys. And... Um, and we all work really well together. And and there's a reason behind all the all the reason why we do that. I mean, because let's be honest, it's a fishing show. It's a business. If I was really just about making, you know, bottom line, making money, I'd have one camera guy and we do the same thing as been done for generations and generations. Yeah. But one of the things that frustrates me and that's another reason why I'm really excited to see the stuff that you're coming out with in January is Fishing shows, let's be honest, a lot of there's a lot of really good ones, but a lot of them suck. Yes. And and they have for a long time. And, and that doesn't mean they have a bad host. That doesn't mean um, it's just the production value is not there. And you can't you don't see that in other genres, let's say. Big word makes me sound smart. Um, <laughs> 
But if you, let's say at skiing show or a golf show or whatever, you may not like that particular host or the style of the music or whatever, but you watch the show and it's well put together. Yeah. And that can't be said for fishing shows. And it's always been so frustrating. Mike. I'm like, why are we expecting people to embrace this sport and love this sport if they can't see what drives us to do this sport? Yeah. And, and you guys know that better than anyone. There's so many reasons you go fishing outside of ever setting the hook. And it's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's, it's what you experience in the outdoors. And it's kind of our goal as a, as a team um, to try and, you know, pass that on to the viewer. And, um, and you know, we spend, spend an incredible amount of money. And, and sometimes we do well and sometimes we don't. But, uh, you know, we may spend more than we ever make. But uh, uh, at least we make it look kind of cool, I guess. It, it, <laughs> it looks really, really cool. In fact, you know, we, we when we travel over the place, we do these seminars, and it's always, you know, you know, you know, I hear people their favorite things on TV, and major league fishing and facts of fishing are always one or two. They're always right there at the top. And here's the other thing, and I want you to get you to comment on this: a lot of younger people gravitate toward you and your show, um, and, and obviously it's because of the excitement. Is that important to you? I mean, is that something you guys go out and try to do? Because to me, it seems like the new wave of anglers are gravitating toward what you're doing. Is that something you're actively trying to do? Or does that just happen by default? It, it kind of – I'd love to sit here and be like, well, we thought about it. We had pie charts and demographics, and we thought what we're going to do to conquer the world is we're going to make a show for children. No, it is none of that. <laughs> Basically, the reason uh, – I mean we started the show, and, and it, it just right away it was amazing how many young kids were attracted to – my immaturity, basically. I mean, we never <laughs> planned. You know, I, I thought our show was just as serious as, you know, Al Linder's show. Um, but then we quickly learned that we're a little different. And and but it is, um, it's one of the coolest things on earth. I mean, it's something that that I hold very near and dear to my heart and and really appreciate because they're the strong voice. I love that. You know, and, and that's yeah. what matters. You know, it, it doesn't the. The future of the sport is those young guys, and that's it's a very cool thing, and it's it's probably the biggest compliment that that we ever get is when you go to a seminar and you see how many young people there are there. At least it means that I'll probably be employed for another ten years or so. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, do you see you know coming coming to you know to MC the elites and spend a lot of times in in the states? Is there a difference at all between the fishing community in the United States versus the fishing community in Canada. Is it one and the same or is there a difference? I, I think it's like anything. That's that's like somebody saying, is there a difference between uh, the, the, the Jersey fishing community and the rest of the country? I mean, every area has its nuances. Um, one thing I will tell you about Canada, it, it and this sounds weird because everybody always says, ooh, Canadians, they're so kind. We're we're not kind. <laughs> we're not. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna break the fallacy right now. We are just polite. So you, people mistake our politeness for kindness, but we're not kind. <laughs> but you know the the fishing community. It's funny. It's a, in some ways it's a lot more cutthroat in Canada, and and I'll tell you why. Because the 
you know, bass fishing is is very regionalized. You know, people talk about bass fishing in Canada, but really it happens in basically two and a half provinces. So, you know, 25% of the country. So almost everybody in the fishing world that works in fishing, um, whether it be as a professional angler or whether it be as a TV show host, live somewhere near Toronto, within three hours of Toronto. So I think just because we're geographically bumping into each other all the time, it, it seems like people fight a lot more inside the industry. But, <laughs> uh, it, it's, you know, it's it's the same. Tournament fishermen or tournament fishermen, um, you know, we're never happy. We, you, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Now, uh, we're getting all kinds of messages. Here's one that keeps coming up. Uh they want to know what's the coolest moment that's ever happened to you during your filming over the last handful of years. Anything stand out as the coolest moment? I know one that you might say, because we have a mutual friend that you film with. I know that was a cool moment, but anything that stands out to you as being the cool, coolest moment recording I, a show? I, I'm probably going to have to go with what you just mentioned. Um, you know, Brian Bickle, and, and actually, never mind fishing with Bickle. I mean, he's a... Okay, fisherman, whatever. Okay, hockey player. <laughs> I just say that because he tweeted the other day and, and trash-talked me. But um, it, when you actually get in the boat as a Canadian and a guy sets the Stanley Cup, there is a moment where you look at it and you're like, that's the freaking Stanley Cup wow. right there. I mean, wow. it, it, it's kind of one of those weird moments. But I will tell you this. I can't tell you what happens. And this is going to make me sound like a cheesy sales guy, but whatever. Um one of the coolest things that ever happened um, on camera happens in our first episode of the year this year. It's a show with Gerald Swindle. It is a highly sought-after event. And, Ike, maybe one year you'll qualify. I don't know. Wow. It, it's very hard to qualify. It's wow. the Carpmaster Classic. Carpmaster? Yes. <laughs> wow. And, and me and Swindle, it, it was a battle for the ages, let's just say. It is our first show this year. And what happens in that show at the very end, really, I've tried to think about why I did what I did or why those events happened. And really, it was just because there's a camera there and I'm an idiot. Um, but it's it's very cool. You need to check. Trust me. It's one of the coolest Master things ever. I got to tell you, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but especially over the last couple months, I want to tell you that I'm a pretty badass carp angler. Pete Lusick, back me up, back me up on this, will you? I, you hand-landed a 30-pounder with That's right. vigor. Well, I hand-landed that, John, with vigor. Uh, I did it at Central Park, and I also did it with Castro on Delaware River. I'm becoming a cart master, Pete. I would have to say you're, you're, you'd be a contender. Man, I would be a contender. Now, speaking of carp, what is that thing over your head? I, I, it's, oh, been, that, it's been bugging me the entire time we're talking. Right back here? Yes, what is that thing? That right there is um, my answer to... Uh, my whole life, and Ike, you probably can answer this question. I don't know what your answer is. Everybody comes to my house that's ever been that's ever come to my house in the last twenty years, and their question is, "Hey, where are all your mounted fish?" <laughs> and uh, I honestly have never mounted a fish in my life, um, both on the wall or, or any other way. I just want to state that. <laughs> um, but uh, I got tired of answering that, so I was like, "I'm going to get a badass flamed out." Freaking yellowfin tuna! Wow. And, uh, actually, it was supposed to be a shark, but my wife threw that in the garbage. It's a whole long story. I don't want to bring it up. It's the festive season. 
So I had to search for a fish to, to flame out, and uh, my buddy caught this, Darren Jacko. It's 150 pound. It's actually he didn't catch this; it's a replica. But uh, he had had enough of it hanging on his wall, so I got my brother-in-law to airbrush it, and that's what that is. Wow, that thing's phenomenal. I think it's I, the I big think... tuna bar. This is my bar. This is um, a lot of stories have been told here. Man, we have to get one of those for the Ike Live Studios. We actually have a couple mounted fish in the Ike Live Studios. But they're like three and four pound bass with cock and balls in their mouth. So uh, we, we need we need something better than that. Uh, now I want to ask you this. So you've you've had man, you've had some amazing experiences over the last four or five years. Emceeing the elites. Talk to me about a couple of the things that have stood out in your mind, not just from last year, but you know in the last half dozen years. What what have you encountered? Dealing with these hundred knuckleheads uh, day in and day out. Anything stand out as being a memorable moment for you? Well, I had this one real douchebag. I mean, he came across the stage. I put the mic in his mouth, and he totally just walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that guy? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) no, you know, I really... um, That is truly, I've said, you know, the term dream job gets brought up all the time in different things. And and this truly is a dream job for me. I I really love the fact um, that that I'm so close to, I get such a front row seat. I mean, I'm literally feet away from you guys at the highest high in in your career, but I'm also feet away from guys at the lowest low. So it it is really tough in both ends of it. But I'll be honest, on stage, and this is not just because I'm on this show. Although I would do that, but this time it is not because of that. The coolest thing that's ever happened on stage, uh, event-wise, was Philadelphia. Oh. Uh, I mean, awesome. Awesome. That, that is, to me, when I walked off the stage um, that day, and I, I literally, I, I think I did an interview with Matt Pangrak at Bassone, and I said, this is single-handedly one of the great this is in my opinion the greatest celebration in the history of bass fish you you know the way you brought that trophy to the crowd and it it was it was one of the coolest things ever i mean i left that stage i grew up as a little freak that was into wrestling and all sorts of stuff as if you can't tell when you watch me intro people (laughs) (laughs) um and uh i kind of felt like i was at wrestlemania in that event that that was the coolest thing ever uh, it, it was awesome. I mean, we you know we obviously reminisce about that event a lot, and uh, it was special. And when when you we actually texted a lot over the next few days after that event was over, and I texted you something. I'm going to say it publicly here. Um, that event was like that, not only because of the venue and the crowd and the people, but because of what you did and bringing that energy out in the people. And that's really true. I've heard that from so many people. Mm-hmm. So uh, kudos to you, Dave, for, for helping bring that out in the people. That was pretty amazing. Well, when you sent that text, I was very humbled to get it and even more humbled to hear you say it now. And honestly, I, I think anybody could have done whatever with that crowd, and uh, it was very cool to be a part of it. But 
if if Brian the Carpenter, because me and him are best buddies now, if he can do me a favor and just just slice that little segment that you just said there, Ike. So yes. the next time somebody posts on a chat board, if this asshole says "boom shakalaka" one more time, <laughs> stab him in the throat, I can just send him that clip. Uh, I I would say yeah, but Brian the Carpenter can't do anything like that. Now, if you need a shitty true. table built, That's he true. could help you, <laughs> but he can't do anything like that. Uh, uh, we've got uh, our very own Rebecca. Uh, manning the IMs tonight. Beck, what do we've got coming in for Dave? Any really good? And hit him with some tough questions. We don't want, what's Brent. your favorite lore? Hit him with some tough questions. What do we got coming in? You guys actually answered a lot of the questions. Um, but Mike B. wants to know, if he was to go to Canada to bass fish, what's the best lake? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I would say that a pure Canadian lake, if he, I'm assuming he wants smallmouth. Let's just imagine that he does. Because um, <laughs> if he doesn't, he should go somewhere else. Right? <laughs> sure. I mean, you can catch a lot of four- and five-pounders, but, I mean, you're never going to catch them giants. But when it comes to smallmouth, I would say I'm going to have to go with Simcoe. I would say Erie, but it's not all the way in Canada. You know, obviously, it's a border lake. Uh, Erie's my favorite lake by far, but... But Lake Simcoe is a special, special fishery. But it's not yeah. somewhere you're going to go to catch. You have to remember, it's not somewhere you're going to go to catch 100 fish like you do on Erie on a day. It's somewhere where you can catch, you know, 10 in a tournament, you know, 75 pounds won a three-day tournament there. So a 25-pound average for wow. five fish limit. So 15 fish. But, I mean, those guys generally are catching 10 fish. If you're catching 10 fish a day, you're really happy and you'll have a good bag. But uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal fishery. Wow. They're, they're like 32 and 34 pound stringers coming out of Simcoe, isn't there? Yeah, 32. Uh, my buddy Joey Mizinski, um, who has actually at this very bar um, had some of the most spectacular moments that I've ever visually seen <laughs> in my life. Uh, ironically, at the stool right there. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he weighed in 32 and change uh, for oh, the my. five fish record. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that, put, that place and is he, amazing. That's amazing. The, the, the crazy thing about it is, is they're just – you cannot – it's one of the best lakes. When I used to fish tournaments, I loved when people came you know, from the States or something, came up there because they'd go pre-fish. It's one of those lakes that within 30 minutes of being on the water, you've seen a 25-pound bag. I mean they just follow your baits like submarines, and they sit under the boat. So you'd get people that come from out of town. They'd be like, yeah, I'm on them. I am on them. And on Simcoe, it's a total difference between seeing them and getting them to bite. Uh, so it would always be funny when they come in after day one. They'd be like, wow, I can't believe they were all there, but I can't make them bite. It's just one of those fickle, fickle lakes, but uh, it's phenomenal. Wow. Well, Beck, what else we got coming in? Anything good? Um, that kid, Nico, wants to know when you're moving to Havasu. Does this make any sense? Uh, I said that on the stage at Havasu that I was moving there. But I got to be honest, if you watched Bassmaster Live in, in Havasu, I was chugging beers with bikini clad chicks. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not a man of many rules, but generally when bikini clad chicks chug beers with me, my next response is, I'm moving here. Yeah. <laughs> and, when, and when they're selling pasties in every. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, so yeah. in case you do move there, Dave, and you decide to uh, go topless on Lake Havasu, you better wear pasties or you could be arrested. I'll help you move. It's very true. And yeah. don't you worry. I will have my pasties on when I go topless. <laughs> true story, guys. My wife, Sarah, you know, um, she she puts up with me traveling a lot. But the, the, she never, 
because I'm busy at events, I mean, you know, we are all running around and really busy. And she kind of knows I'll call her when I have, you know, a minute. And generally we just kind of text in the morning and we'll talk at night. It's just how we work things. Well, I'll tell you, at Lake Havasu and, and her and the kids watch all the Bassmaster Live stuff and everything. But I generally just hear back from her at the end of the day. At Lake Havasu, I'm on that boat and uh and these girls we jump on the boat and the one girl you know asked when she started drinking and she's like at 7 a.m and i'm like well of course and she asked me why i wasn't drinking i said well i had nothing to drink so she gave me a beer and i chugged it and then the next girl gave me another beer and i chugged it and then after the third beer i have an ifb so the studio can talk to me and in my ear i hear mike mckinnis go okay it's enough of that drinking on camera (laughs) so we finished the segment and me and carrie barrett the camera guy are high-fiving it was like a career highlight for both of us because it was totally impromptu like we were just supposed to idle along but these girls started calling me over but the funniest thing is I get off their boat. And like I said, Sarah never calls me <laughs> during the day because she knows I'm busy. Dude, my phone. She's like, working hard, huh? Oh. <laughs> and, I, and, and I said, uh, well, yeah. And, and she said, I just saw you on a boat chugging a beer with a chick in a bikini. I said, correction, you saw me in a boat chugging three beers with three chicks in bikinis. (laughs) (laughs) And they left me in the house for a month after that. It was horrible. Wow. Wow. Man. Yeah, Uh, you got to watch out for those lock changes. Yeah, the lock changes. That happens easy. So does that mean that Mike was the first to curse live and you were the first to drink live? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That is definitely a record that I am proud to hold. I'll be honest, both of those records that we both are proud to have, really nobody's shocked. <laughs> We're proud to hold those titles. Bobby Lane would have been the runner-up for either one of them. Yeah, Bob, yeah. Bobby Lane is right there. Uh, I'm checking the IM here, uh, or the uh, I'm checking my Instagram message, and we have a good one from Eric Pendleberry. And his question is, uh, will... Bass copy Ike live, and if they do, will you be the host? <laughs> oh, how much does it pay? Uh, <laughs> I don't, if it's, here, like, not if it's much. like Ike live, they pay in beer. So, <laughs> if Becky Iaconelli calls me and asks me to fly there and host the the, the event in your studio, I'll do it. I mean, wow. I, <laughs> no, I, I I'm hoping that they they don't. Uh, I don't think they will copy it. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like every year, more and more uh, of mine, Tommy Sanders, and Mark Zona's life has become live. So for all I know, we're going to get a call tomorrow that says, hey, guess what? We're going to send a live crew with you flying down to the Classic. Right. I ah. think it's going to happen. I mean, Spoiler like right man. now, this could be – Bass could be watching right now. They probably are. And this is a test environment. <laughs> Your bar, where you're at right now – could be the location for BASS Live with Dave Mercer. Hey, um, will you be the first guest? Well, if 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 <laughs> I would love to, I would love to be the first guest, but only if I can still use profanities during the show. Ooh. Hey, it hasn't stopped any of us. <laughs> uh, Good question, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. The real astute people, I may have been the first person that was caught swearing on the classic stage. Oh. What year was that? I don't know if you know, after day two, 
um, I, had, I got stomach flu on the stage and, and with two anglers in. And um, and I, I don't I've never felt like that. Um, I literally started sweating profusely. I was freezing cold. And, I, you know, everybody has had the stomach flu. So, you know what I was going through. And when you do it in front of all those people, it's no fun at all. Um, so Mike <laughs> McKinnis, after 25 anglers, he finds out because they can hear me. They can talk to me, but I can't talk to them. Yeah. So so uh, trip alerted him that hey dave's sick he needs to and i just needed to you know do a college puke and rally uh i knew i could get back i've done it before (laughs) i have faced these problems (laughs) um so at 24 anglers in um they uh they said okay next angler just weigh him real quick and you're gonna get to go puke your brains out so to me that's like whoa who weighs in john cruz and if you look at John Cruz's profile picture, the reason that it's so funny is I want to puke my guts out. I can't wait till he gets off the stage. And I really like John Cruz, but I, I've got issues. And <laughs> and uh, John Cruz decides to weigh his fish and to to do his little spiel and everything. And that's cool. And I'm said, okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow, John Cruz. And John Cruz says, well, wait, before I go, we got to take a selfie on the Bassmaster stage. Oh. Oh. So, so he like brings me out to the end of the thing and literally I'm like dying at this point uh, to do this selfie. So if you see the selfie on John Cruz's Facebook, that's what's going that's through my mind. That's his profile picture. <laughs> that but is his while profile I left picture. This stage, I guess my my the mic I set it there and I guess it picked me up saying I'm going to puke oh. imagine it wow oh. only oh, the, the astute online viewers picked it up and boy did they roast me for it wow <laughs> wow that's awesome now is it true so you got the stomach bug the whatever that during as you were on stage is it true that jacob wheeler gave it to you in a handshake 100 percent. okay 100 percent. it's all jacob wheeler's fault no <laughs> that would make sense that would make sense I'm last that, year was i'm a giving it to everybody in studio today you are <laughs> it's probably coming through this mic to get you dave <laughs> it's traveling through the airwaves Amoeba. <laughs> hey last year was the year we got sick right we did yeah we did at yep. the classic at yeah. the classic but before the sick. event yeah we got sick before before Bef- the event you, yeah. yeah before practice even started yeah it was a weird weird little thing being passed around so at- you guys started it we may yeah. have. Here. We may have. I don't know. No, we, to, we, to... we received it. We received it. Okay. Now, uh, and we contained it. We contained it. Now, Dave, we've got something very special planned for you tonight. Um, we have normal games that we play with a lot of our guests, including the rapid-fire questions. But because okay. you're a very special guest, one of our most special, and because you're Canadian... <laughs> We actually changed the game tonight, and we've got a new game, and it's titled Ike Live versus Facts of Fishing. Would you like to play this game with us tonight, Dave? I I don't think I have much choice. Wow! <laughs> Good answer. Well, that's say yes or fake the Skype feed dropping. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been done before. Uh, all right, so before we get into this game, and thank you for accepting, by the way, uh, the first thing we have to do is we have to create some stakes. So we have to have a a winning and losing proposition for for this game. So uh, since you're the guest of the show, anything you want to throw out there on the table as far as stakes on this game? Well, that's that's a tough one. I mean, I, initially I, I would want to go right with a 
hey, if I win, you got to talk to me every time you cross the stage. This year. <laughs> <laughs> but I know there's certain times and emotions in your head that you could agree to that bet and you won't follow through. <laughs> Probably True. not. Probably True. not. So I'm going to say, you know, I watch your show all the time, and, and you guys have a very cool studio. And, uh, and it looks like you have a lot of, of really cool stuff hanging there. So uh-huh. I'm going to say – and here at the at the big tuna bar, we have a lot of cool stuff, you know, hanging around. We can take you for a tour in a little bit if you want. But but I mean, like right here, you need to be part of this. I don't know if you see see that. That's the counter of the bar. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. That's awesome. But that's the counter of the bar, and it's got basically like lures and Whoa. all sorts of stuff from you know some famous fishermen, some people who just like to party. Um, <laughs> there's all sorts of other, look, look at this. Watch this. Get, Look here, I'm going to make our buddy happy. See these? Brian Bickle. Yes. They was yeah. The he when they, they, he wore when he won the 2013 Stanley Cup. Oh, wow. 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 Bix. horrible. <laughs> oh, that's me- Dude, that's messed up because all he gave us was a jersey with my name spelled backwards on it. <laughs> to be honest, I asked him to do that. Oh. <laughs> but let, let's do this, and I will leave it up to you. If We'll, we'll bet that something – that's really cool. Either of us will bet to hang up either behind the Big Tuna Bar, yes, or Ike Live Studio. And, and I and I I'll be honest, it will be cool. I mean, don't be sending me like a shriveled up pecan that says, "Hey, this was the first pecan <laughs> Edwin gave me." Uh, <laughs> cool. Okay, I like I like that, Pete. That Pretty- sounds like a good bet. That sounds like a good bet. Okay. It's a terrible bet for you, Dave. It's a terrible bet. We, no, nothing ever gets shipped out of here. No, it does. It <laughs> does. It, it, Just, that's, it's that's delayed. Okay, so Brian the Carpenter, correct Rebecca's me if I'm wrong. Run this. Okay, Becky's going to run the game. Okay, so can Mr. I pour another drink? Do I? Yeah, you might need another drink. Okay, I don't know how I'm long this don't game's going to be. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm on it. Okay. okay, so apparently this is the U.S. versus Canada. Okay. Trivia. Trivia. Little cocktail action there. No big deal. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so. One more. Is this going to be Dave versus Mike? Because me and Becky are out. Okay. Or is this going to be Dave versus Mike it's and got, Pete? It's got to be versus Mike because yeah. Dave doesn't have any backup. You okay. know what I mean? All right. Head All right. to head. All right. Mano right. Head to head. Head to head. You know, okay. We All might right. cheat a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are we, you ready, Dave? You got your cocktail? I'm good. I'm good to go. Okay, All drum right. roll, Brian. Quick All quick right. Question number one: Which country entered World World War One first? United States. What, how, what is it? Is there a Did you just answer? Do, I don't know. Yeah, you that's know. your answer, Dave. Give now, us yours. Dave, yours. Canada doesn't enter a lot of wars that don't involve sticks and skates. I gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Dave. I feel, I feel that maybe it's a trick question, and I, and I'm because the people that are in Canada live closer to me. I'm gonna have to back my country and go Canada. Dave is the winner with Canada. Oh, damn it. They entered in 1914, the U.S. 1917. Wow. One for Dave. Wow. All right, are what we ready? Me? What are you sending me? Did I win? No, there's there's five questions. Six. Oh, okay. Six if we need a tiebreaker. How's our oh. tiebreaker if there's five? Oh, yeah, okay, you could answer the same. Okay. All right, number two. Who has had more Miss Universes? I like that, Universes. The, the U.S. or Canada? 
Miss Universe dress, bikini, whoop, whoop. Ooh. Well, that all depends if you ask Stats or Steve Harvey. I mean, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Just waiting for it. I, I'm going first? Yes. The show's only I'm like two go hours. US. Just, US. just, there's okay. a lot of beautiful Canadians. Yeah. But just on per capita. More yeah. Americans. So, U.S. I'm going to, I have to change here. I was going to say U.S., but since Dave said U.S., I'm going to have to say Canada. <laughs> Mike lost again. Oh! <laughs> oh, God, I did two in a row I lost. We totally should have bet shows. The new Bassmaster live show that we're oh. going to do in a few months. <laughs> so bad at this game. All right, so number three. Which country spawned Shia LaBeouf? Michael, go first. Canada. Canada. You are both incorrect. He is oh, from damn. Los Angeles. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. Man. All right. Hey, I Emers, relax. I'm doing two things at once, so you'll 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 come up in a minute. Okay, number four. Whose country has bigger women? We're talking about weight here. Big women. Go on, Dave. You can take this one first. Who do you want to offend? Your wife or me? Spends an incredible amount of time in front of Bassmaster crowds. (laughs) (laughs) In the red states. I'm going to go with America. Michael? United States. You both are correct. Yeah, I got one. The average American woman is 163, and the average Canadian woman is 153. Wow. Yes. Okay. Mike, you need to rally. I need to rally. Okay, he can't even. (laughs) All right, here we go. Um, Okay. That is not very good emotional support, Becky. Come on, I mean, support that's your, your husband. husband. Your, he can't do it. He's got no shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the holidays. Come on. Has anyone ever said that I was nice? I never got. All yeah, right, come right, on. Let's move on. Did Which you country? Feel a bit more like Jennifer Lowen and Honka Horn or something. I mean, support the. Ah! Honka Horn. Okay. Which country has more Stanley Cups? Uh. Go ahead, Dave. Canada. United States. <laughs> Canada has 49 <laughs> to the U.S. 42. I think we should call it a day and just ship him something. <laughs> yeah, let's get the last question. Just last to question. No, let's, let's, let's see it through. Okay. Of course you wanted to get to this question, and I have to ask it. Which country has the bigger dong? Canada. And I know this for a fact. I'm not even joking. I looked it up. <laughs> 100%. You dirty bastard. He Googled it. J- nope. Japan. <laughs> Marizu Shimizu. Tripod. Are you even answering, Michael? Uh, Canada. Yeah. Yes. Matter. The Canadian dung is 5.48 to our 5.08. Whoa! <laughs> and Ish was part of the equation? Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know why that was on there, because there's some other anglers who probably should have... So, okay, so what are the final results? You got your ass whooped. You I lost. got my ass whooped. Now, let me tell you, what Dave, you send I will, <laughs> I'll ship this out as soon as I send out those New Year's cards. Yeah. Well, you, oh, the New Year's cards. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally trying to unplug the thing I was going to give you, but it, it, it stuff started falling. <laughs> I'll bring you over to it. This is what you missed out on. Mike Iaconelli, if you had correctly answered some of the questions, or any of the questions, you would have won this. A real life. Can you see it there? Is it there? Oh, is it the right. leg lamp? The leg. 
The Christmas tree. Oh! It's wow. pretty, pretty amazing. And a stolen pig from Morton's Steakhouse. Wow. Wow. Well, Morton's Dave, we're going to have to think long and hard. We've got so many amazing pieces of memorabilia around here, but we're going to find something yeah. that's, that's, that's very special that will have an amazing place at your bar, and when people come there, they will know that it's truly from the Ike Live studio. Well, I, I will hang it with honor and pride, but I'd like you to sign it with the score on it, please. I absolutely will. <laughs> I will sign it. I will sign it with the score on it. Uh, man, I I, I, I I don't even know how to proceed because I just got my ass kicked. Uh, Dave, uh, before we let you go, please let us know. We've got oh, – hold on a second. Wait a minute. Brian yeah, Carpenter. we got a caller. we got a caller. Yeah, just give me a minute. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, I'm not going to let you Santa. go yet. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> no, wait a minute. This might be a very special caller. Hold on. This could be groundbreaking. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, just a second. Brian DeCarpenter's lining something up here. This might be uh, – I don't know if this is – this might be one of your employers or your boss, Dave? I don't know. Who is this back here? We got all sorts of weird hand signals. Good uh, God, don't let it be Jerry. I told him I was training. <laughs> all right, let, let's see. Are we ready? This okay. is painful. All right, call, uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Yo, what's up, motherfuckers? Wow. <laughs> really? Not much. How about you? <laughs> so, yo, dude, you were part right, man. I was at the Denford Mall earlier, but I still am at work. So oh! Oh, it's our very own Dave Brodzik, oh. a.k.a. Fathead. Steve. Wow. What's up, Mercer? Hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. <laughs> this just got so, listen, so uncomfortable. Listen, listen, before, before, I, before I get to why I'm calling, check it out, Mike. So, like everybody else, I'm one of them guys every holiday year that criticizes the people, like, breaking down doors at Walmart for a TV for a dollar. In the 80s, the cabbage patch fights or the Elmo fights in the 90s. Well, I almost had my own situation today, dude. Wow! Situation. Yeah. What do you ha- what'd you have? So, my little guy is a huge, huge Transformers uh, you know, aficionado. He's a collector. Watches videos on YouTube of, like, you know, guys our age breaking down the toys, talking about whether they like them or not. Yeah. So, anyway, he's got me running around everywhere to try to find him this, uh, this one guy, right? And it's it's tough. You can't get him on Amazon. Can't get him on the internet. This is like the you know the in the transformer world. This dude's like the collector of all collectors. So yesterday I'm running around Deptford everywhere. Hit about eleven, twelve stores. Hitting my milk run today. This morning, you know, I go hitting the milk run, and I only know what this thing looks like from what I saw of pictures of it, like on Google Images. So I go to Toys R Us in Deptford. Right? It's funny you said Deptford earlier. <laughs> I turn the corner. And I and I can see it. I can see on the shelf this uh, this box with with the you know with the pale blue guy in it that I'm looking for. And standing right in front of it, not touching it, standing right in front of it, this Asian guy, looking at it. Hmm. And I came to that point, like I had that feeling in my stomach that we had when we were like in high school, and you like saw like a girl you like maybe at the club talking to somebody <laughs> other than you. Like I just had that feeling. Okay, I, I saw. I, I I felt like it made me went this way. I'm ready to do this. I'm taking that robot. Right? <laughs> so, I'm like, I mean, he ain't touching it. I'm like, if he touches it, I'm taking it. If you don't touch it, I'm snatching it right from him, and I'm just going to hold it way up in the air, you know, until I see how, how far he wants to take this. 
Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and this guy was not buying this for his son. This was one of them vultures that went around to buy it, like, uh, you know, so they can sell it three times the price for a guy like me trying to buy it for his son, like on eBay or Craigslist <laughs> or something. <laughs> so, inspired uh, you know, as I approach it, the story doesn't get any funnier. I'm sorry. It wasn't the right guy. But I was ready to cross that line. I had thought of the consequences, and I was ready to do it. I was like, you know what? I've been driving around all day. I'm taking this robot, you know? <laughs> didn't happen that way. But oh, God. I thought you might appreciate that. Oh. All right, Dave. We got that was it? Yeah. Did, you, did he get the robot? Yeah, that's why I called back. Thanks. You're doing a great job on I am. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, How did this just become a double bill special? That's too. Appreciate that one. Wow! <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, Dave. Man, <laughs> Santa, what do you think about that? How, How did this become a Doctor Phil special? I don't know. <laughs> What are you thinking? You must love yourself before you can love somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's so hard to love, Dave, when you're the when you're the fifth face on the intro music and you aren't even on the first one. And it's a ten year old picture that was taken from a discarded cell phone in the junk drawer. It's so hard to feel love. Yeah, you know what? You know what? You think that's bad? You should try working with freaking Mark Zona. I mean, you know what my job is? To answer people. When does Mark Zona get here? Trials <laughs> <laughs> and tribulations. I bet you it pays more than the Yank Ride gig. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Armenian ringing the, 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 the bell out front of the Walmart uh, to, 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 to change in the bucket getting more. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> no Why do you tell us how you really feel? I feel like you're holding back. Let it out. <laughs> Let it out. Hey, hey, hey you know what's you know what's funny? Why I got you on the phone? So all the uh, a lot of questions get filtered through me. You know, through the IM and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I get some questions from some fans. You you, you want to answer some? I'm I'm a, on pins and needles. <laughs> 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 but here, here we go. Now, here we go. But, you know, I, I'm not even going to read their names. There's not many. There's only about five or six. Um, let's see. So, a uh, guy wants to know, what was more disappointing for you? Learning that your parents chose Canada over America when they immigrated from Ireland? Or when you catch yourself saying, eh, at the end of a sentence? <laughs> Well, I, I will be honest. Um, I have bitched. My parents are both dead, so um, uh, or deceased, I guess. Dead sounds too morbid. I mean, it means the same thing. But anyways, um, so, but when they were alive, I used to bitch at them all the time for choosing Canada because I like to bass fish, and I was like, "What the hell's wrong with Florida?" <laughs> uh, but uh, it. it uh, I forget what the other question was. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> yeah, you should forget the other question. I want to answer it. I'm an open book. Your fans want to know this. They want to know if you, if you, you know, whatever. He, he so, chose uh, U.S. Next question was, uh, were you sad or happy when you realized that your live appearance on Fear Fishing at Gagon Sports last week drew a larger audience than the Elite event on the Sacramento River? <laughs> <laughs> I did an interview with Kent Brown today and uh, and and kind of complained to him about some of the audience early in that week. But um, uh, I was neither, I guess. I was impartial. I got you. A lot of urban hey, hey, campers. Urban, urban, campers urban campers at that event. That's the only tournament venue. that I've ever 
had security walk me to my car. True, true story, because of the urban campers. There was a couple of them, I forget what day the weigh-in was, uh, whether it was day one or day two, but there was a couple of them in the crowd that, that were causing disturbance. So me being the mild-mannered guy I was, I kind of chirped them a little on the mic. And they literally stood on the stage the whole time pounding their hands on their fists, like just standing there going like this. I felt like, what? damn, I'm going to fight at the monkey bars tonight. <laughs> 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 the monkey bars. Second Woods. That's a good one, dude. So here's another one. This, this is a survival question. So in an avalanche body heat survival situation, who would you rather go nut to buck with to stay alive and why? KBD or Mark Zona? <laughs> no. Ooh. Um, I mean, Zona is honestly, uh, they're both very, very close friends of mine. And, and, I, and Zona, but he's too furry. I mean, he's that furry little <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, he might be warmer, but I just, uh, Kevin seems cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin's a waste. Zona's got some meat on him. He's probably going to have some more heat. Gorilla I back. know, but he's annoying, too. I mean, you imagine cuddling with Zona for that long? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And here's These the are amazing one. questions. Keep them coming. Is it true or false that Canadian men, that the word <laughs> poutine to Canadian men is what you guys call fish Canadian women when they may not be so fresh? <laughs> what? what? No, no, that's, I, I'm going to say false. Poutine is a sacred thing in Canada. We never make jokes about French fries and gravy and cheese. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. I, I managed to offend everything that's sacred to you in one fell swoop, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Uh, I wasted enough of everybody's time. I'll, I'll see you next show, Mike, if you have it on the normal day. All right, uh, Mike. All right Dave. Go back and beat some more Asians up. We'll see you later. <laughs> there, Dave. Wow, is, dude! I, is, Dave, is Dave upset that this is not on the normal day? I, <laughs> I, I think I got a normal day. I got to be honest with you. I think I think Dave was so crushed that he went out and got totally shit faced this afternoon. He sounded drunk <laughs> yeah, I, coming in like that. It's tough to go wow. Christmas shopping. Yeah. It is tough. You know, yeah, Christmas is on a full moon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's a full moon. It is. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I think there's a few IPAs in his afternoon. I think you're right. Wow. That was amazing. All right, Dave. Thank you for putting up with our uh, man. This was an overload of (laughs) Ike Live crap that you dealt with here. Uh, Before we let you go, plug a little bit. Where can people follow you? How can they follow the new show? The new show's coming up. Where can they find that? Give them all that stuff. The new season starts on the 29th on Outdoor Channel. We're on Outdoor Channel Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Check your local listings. In Canada, (laughs) it is on uh, Sportsnet 360 Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. And we'll be on WFN later in the year. If you want to follow me on social media, (laughs) give me a shout-out on Twitter at Facts of Fishing. And um, on Facebook, we're at Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, and on Instagram, at Facts of Fishing. You see a pattern developing? That's where you can find me. Wow. Awesome. Dave, thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, from everyone here at Ike Life, have a very, very happy holidays. Thank you guys very much for having me on. All joking aside, this is one of my favorite shows. And, and you know, the number one thing 
that I, that I really, you know, we talked earlier about production and TV, but the number one thing that I really appreciate in any business is originality. And I think that it's something that lacks in a lot of places in this world. And this show definitely is not one of them. So I want to commend you guys and the great job that you've done. You've actually turned Wayne's World into something really, really cool to watch. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the entertainment. Wow. Merry that, Christmas. Hey. Thank you, man. Merry, Merry Christmas. Appreciate it. Dave Mercer, everybody. Wow. Yay. Santa Mercer. Santa Mercer in the house. Dave. Wow. Dave delivered. I mean, he, he's he, he's amazing. Working with him on, uh, you know, on that stuff we did with Bassmasters. It, it just you talked about how good he did on the Delaware, and he, he was great. amazing. Right? He did great. He he made that as special as it was, you know, um, as, as it could be for the guy doing his job. But I'm working. I'm doing this blogging with him. Right, we're out there, in ninety degree heat, freezing cold. On the this is the upper bay. Upper bay or the Delaware. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. You know, you're up. You're driving. You're doing live broadcasts. I did live stuff with him, which he's amazing live, yeah. as evidenced by his performance here. And uh, he's just, you know, he's so easy to work with, so easy to interview or be interviewed. But you're tired, right? right. We've done this all live stuff. We blogged. We're following these guys. Yeah, you get burned out. And I'm tired, right? The, you got now. His job's just getting started. Yeah, yeah. right. He does that all day. Yeah, jumps on the stage. And delivers that kind of enthusiasm uh, for the for the great wins and dealing with the guys walking off the stage. <laughs> yeah, and, and all all the all who was that? Like all the crap. Who was that? I wonder. I have no idea. All the crap that he's got to deal with, and he just he's seamless. And uh, I didn't really appreciate uh, that how hard that job was until I worked with him. Uh, you know, doing the on water stuff, and yeah. then watch him get right up on the stage and bring it, man. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty impressive. He's amazing at that job. Yeah, it's a, it's a great talent. I mean, he's he's really um, the one of the best hype men, hype personalities in the sport. You know what I mean? That's that's what you got to be. He's he's like the like the flavor flav of the <laughs> fishing industry. You know what I mean? You like that analogy, Bright? The flavor flav of the fishing industry. Dave Mercer. The, the yeah, Howard boy. Cosell of the fishing industry. Uh, Howard Cosell. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it makes people feel good whatever the situation is. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's a that's a talent. Right. That's well, that's, that's a super talent. And and dealing with, you know, it's so much that we wa- I wanted to talk about, but the uh, like dealing with the guys that are having a tough time of it. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. Right. You know, because most of the time they will talk. Yeah. But you got nothing to say. I mean, I know what it feels like oh, when yeah. you when you bomb, you know, and it doesn't go your way, and you got to get up there and grind it out up, and you just don't have anything to say. Yeah. And he keeps it interesting to the people watching, gets the most out of those guys too. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and I don't know if he does like his show. I was watching the the clips. Of you know of his show and he's doing that fish cam thing, right? Yeah. I I is that is he the first to do that or has that been done a lot? But I thought that was so cool. Like he has got some kind of contraption. It's like obviously. a GoPro or something. Yeah, like he's on got a net or something. No, he's got it on the fish. Oh wow. Oh, he's yeah. got it cast, on, Well, the cast crew guys did yeah. that when they were here a couple weeks ago, and yeah. and it's yeah it's it's wild actually putting the camera on the fish yeah. and letting the fish swim away and seeing it from his perspective. He, yeah, it breaks away in that teaser where the smallmouth is swimming back into its environment. I think he, he did it on a lake trout or maybe a yeah. walleye or something else in that short time. I thought, man, what a, what a neat perspective. I, I look forward to seeing that footage yeah. as long as it's not illegal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Violating some fish and game regulations. Hump back, smallmouth. How, how do you get your camera back? 
It's hey. on like a tether, right? It's on I like a. Pull it off? Yeah, it's on. It's like when the cast crew guys did it here, we filmed and they did it with like four and a half pounder, and it swam away, but they had like a braided line on the camera. So then after it eventually went far and got free from it, he they just brought the camera back on Caught the back on the line. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and announce the trivia answer yeah, if that's okay. We don't have a winner. We don't have a winner yet. Mm. Okay. I mean, nobody said what you gave me, Pete, right. unless there's some generic version of this, so maybe we'll discuss in the what, next What are the answers given? Oh, <laughs> my. Yeah, okay. uh, well, it's only been an hour. Well, let's see. Can can they win from social media, or it has to be on IM? Well, nobody on IM won. No okay, on so won. I have, and I don't know the answer, but I have uh, a Garrett on IM that guessed Bucktail Hair Jig at Mike Iaconelli for the trivia question. Garrett. Well, that that is in essence what it was. That wasn't the brand name, but that's a winner. Wow, we have All a winner, right, and I have that winner here. Oh, yeah. uh, alright. <laughs> so we have. That's to, what I'm saying. I didn't have exactly what Pete gave me. Hair but jig. That's why I needed him to. He said preacher jig. A yeah. preacher jig. A yeah. bucktail. A hair jig. Yep. Look, yep. if we were talking Louis and Gucci's and Chanel, I could get this straight, but I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, <that's awesome. laughs> All right, so what do we do in this have, situation? Do we have only two winners? Here's what we're going to do. There was, there was a, there was, I got to go back through because there was a handful of those answers, but uh, I didn't know that's what a preacher jig was. Okay. All right. I will get you winner. I've got it time stamped. I will get the winner. Okay, so the first one that answered hair jig or bucktail... We'll take that as we'll the winner. We'll take that. Okay, will, so we're going to find that this. winner. But the Preacher Jig yeah. was the, the name that we were going for. It was the that brand was, name. Yeah, that was the brand. And okay. now it's run rampant. Now it's like the biggest thing. Everybody's ledge fishing. you got to have your you know yeah. your flying chickens on the end of your line. And everybody has a different name for the Preacher Jig. They right. call it the Pastor Jig, the, the gospel, Minister Jig, the Gospel Jig. The gospel jig. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, we're on? about to take a commercial break, Jig. Okay, we have that jig, too. Uh, thanks for watching so far. Hang in there with us. When we come back, we are. we've are. we got two special guests. Scott Sewell updating us on the Middle River situation, oh, the travesty from the Middle River, and a very special guest joining us. And the only hints I'm going to give, a lead angler and fan of Santa Claus. And, uh, and a, a, a brand new record fish. Oh, and a brand new yeah, record yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A brand new world record fish. State. Caught by, State the, record. by this guest? No, caught by a different guy. Okay. Just hang in there. <laughs> when we come back, we'll have a lot of really cool crap. Ike Live, hang in there. We'll be back. I love cool crap. <laughs> I love folks at home. Out here with professional bass fisherman Mike Iaconelli. Ike, what are we doing today? We are doing the Bacon Bass Fishing Challenge. It's going to be an awesome day. We're going to try to figure them out on bacon. <laughs> 